there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and what we hope is practical and accessible. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of the podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Let me give a special shout out to our producer, Elijah Merrill, and our assistant producer, Sheldon Boyce. Every week, they work hard to make sure that these podcasts come out every single Friday. Um, If you enjoy listening to them, please tell a friend. If you want to know more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, this is the second part of a two-part sort of podcast series on fatherhood. I have back in the studio with me Ryan Samuels. Ryan, great to have you here. Glad to be back. And Dave Wright. Dave, thanks so much for for being a part of this. Absolutely. Well, last week we talked a great deal sort of about our relationship with our fathers. Um, If you didn't get a chance to to listen to that, I encourage you to do so. But this week we're going to talk a little more about ourselves as dad and uh, as dads, as fathers. And, And I want to start us out with Proverbs 23, 24. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. And it's just talking about the fact that we all really do desire to have good kids. And, and we desire for us to be able to raise um, wise children and, and the joy that that brings to us. But I was thinking uh, if in order to raise wise children, that would sort of require me to be a wise dad. Hmm. And so there's some response. It's interesting when you read through the Proverbs, there's sort of the other side of the proverb that you can always go to. And so let's, let's talk about our fathering a little bit. And I'll start with this question. What surprised you most about being a dad? Man, how smart they get so quickly. And, you're, and you're, your oldest is four. Yeah, oldest is four. And she, it felt like there was just like this one moment, like first or, you know, year one, still baby, year two, still baby learned to talk. But then it was like year three and four. And you're like, whoa, this is a little, this is a little person now. <laughs> and the, the conversations start to roll and the stuff that they pick up that you do starts to happen. And you're like, holy smokes, like, you know, even just the little little minute things. It's like, well, I know what I can get away with my mom and pop up. I know what I can get away with dad and mom. Like, so just the the how smart they get in like a <laughs> split second really hit me um, with that. So yeah, that awesome. surprised me. Um, yeah, that and that uh, you, you really don't have to teach them to be naughty. <laughs> They're so cute, though. <laughs> they are cute. But boy, do they figure out how to how to test you. Yes. And, and yeah. Yeah, they figure out those, those little little trigger points, right? Yeah, and really everybody quick. says terrible twos, and I thought three might have been worse. Yeah, because three, three was worse. For three, they're talking yeah. back while yeah. they disobey you and yeah two is some of the stuff can even be still a little cute yeah becomes less cute when you realize what they're actually saying to you (laughs) (laughs) and then you know having teenagers it it never stops once that's that's what you got coming ryan it's it's really good (laughs) oh goodness more sass (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know i i think what surprised me um you know you, you hear people talk about it but it, it it like number one, what it taught me about myself, and what what it taught me about what it taught me about God. Like when when you think about the fact that you know, um, parenting isn't easy. Um, 
my kids are good kids, but they certainly had their moments. And and uh, but it never diminished my love for them. And and I started to like, man, just started to like God would just bring these lessons in where like I'd have to discipline them or have to whatever. And and it was like you know. <laughs> What do I put God through, you know, and, <laughs> and his patience and his love for me? Mm-hmm. And then tied in with that was, you know, so we have three kids and it's like, you know, it's not like God gives you extra love. You don't need extra love, but it's like, I don't have a favorite. I really don't. I cherish each one uniquely. We have things that each one of us share if it's different than the other two, but my love for them is 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 just there, right? It's just totally full. Like I, it's not like, and if I spend time with one, it's not like okay, my love's diminished, and now this person gets left. It's like this fullness of love, and, and so when I think of God as a heavenly Father, it's just like that picture of God loving everybody completely makes sense as a dad. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it really does, and, and it makes sense that that loving them consistently doesn't mean that I'm not disappointed at times. Doesn't mean I'm not frustrated at times. But that love part is is, is constant, and, and sometimes it's what saved their life. Is is that constant love? You know, is the fact that man, they're they're, they're my kids, and I, I would give my life for them, even though at this moment, um, I'm wondering what in the world was I thinking when we had kids. You know, you have those <laughs> moments, right, where you're like, what in the world's Absolutely. going on here? Of course, they have those moments for me as their dad too. I'm sure, uh, as I do of mine, and and so, but this this love lesson and this this relationship lesson. Really surprised me. I mean, you hear people tell talk about it, but until you actually have children, um, there's no way you can really understand that. And so they've taught me a ton about my relationship with God, a ton about myself, and that that really surprised me how much I continually learn, even mm-hmm. as now under adult kids and grandkids are in the picture, and, and all those things. Okay, here's another question: What has challenged you most as a father in your four years, Ryan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think for me, I think the challenge has a has like a rose of like when they're so young and she's still so young, but you feel like it's just something, someone, this little tiny baby that you're just bringing alongside of you um, to just join on in your life for a little bit. But then all of a sudden – it changes because now it's not that you're bringing them along anymore. They're participating in the things you're doing now. Yeah. Like they, they, they are starting to become like they're starting to develop their own personality and their own beliefs. And, and so the challenge for me, like has a rise of like, I feel like she's paying attention to every single thing that I'm doing good or bad. And like, there's some things that'll come out and I'm like, that's a bad thing that came from me. Or that's a good thing that came from or, – or from whoever. Yes. And the challenge is I think just always being aware of what I'm doing. Um, and it's it's not necessarily always a challenge, but like you had a busy day and you just want to come home and just veg out and do nothing. But yet you still have a little one who wants to do something with you. Yeah, they haven't seen you all day. Yeah, they haven't seen you all day. And so you can't really check out. You can't, you know, because they, they pay attention to that. And so I think the challenge of like, you know – Maybe maybe it is that balance of understanding like the good and the I don't know, but that's been a big challenge for me is just understanding that like it's it's all in all the time. Yeah. For her. And it that's what she's expecting. Yes. And so for me to take one day off, that's not that's not how it works. Yes. You know, so yeah. How about you, Dave? 
I would say just how they're their own person and they make their own decisions, no matter your input uh, to your frustration sometimes. And, you know, because I know everything, right? And <laughs> I have all the answers. And so why are they not doing what I think they should do? Yeah. But, you know, they got to figure things out for themselves and they're going to test life. And that's, yeah, that's yeah, hard. Mine sort of piggybacks on that. You know, our, I feel that one of the main goals as a parent is to prepare them for adulthood, which means the challenge of figuring out what, how much freedom do you give and when. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you don't want to give them so much freedom that they get themselves in big trouble. Right. But you want to give them no freedom where when they finally are out on their own, they don't know what to do with that freedom they have. Mm-hmm. And so that that's – and then put on top of that the complexity of each of my kids are different. We yep. sort of talked about Very. it. You know, they're not the same person. And so the way you do that is differently. So you can write a, a thousand parenting books and pull principles from it. But there's not a parenting book out there that that can say for your unique child, this is 100% written for them. Yep. There's principles that apply, but you know what I'm saying? The specifics of how that how that plays a role in, you know? And, you know, I've got a child that if, if I look sternly uh, when they were little, I mean, that, that was all it took. It was done. Another child, it, the tone of my voice. I mean, it wasn't even raising a voice. Just the tone of the voice was was an issue. And another one that neither one affected at all, you know? And, and so... <laughs> You know what does it look like when you're serious and having those conversations, and how do you how do you do it in a way that helps them grow? And you know, um, you know, I, I take being a dad very seriously, and I want to do it really well. And uh, that means that um, not only are, you know am I challenged by them, but it means that many times I'm sure they're challenged by me, and I don't want I don't want that to be the issue, but it is sometimes. Sure. You know, um, I, I just. Yeah, I mean that, that part's challenging. Relating to them in a way that helps them become to now their adult children, but to become the adults that they are. And and the other thing that I wasn't prepared for was you don't stop being a dad when your children graduate. So when they're officially adults in the eyes of everyone else, that doesn't mean you're not their dad. Uh, you, yeah. You're parenting by permission, but but they still do need you as their father. And, and so in some ways that's really great. In other ways, it's it's it's, it's a unique uh, responsibility. To continue to love and care and direct and and you know have those conversations mm-hmm. much easier in some ways when you were real little because you had more control at least you thought you did uh, as they get older it becomes a, another challenge um, so here's here's one sort of on that same type of uh, note there uh, what have you learned about communication and relationships as a dad man as much as I want to in the moment get frustrated or uh i mean i'm i'm a shotgun thinker anyways or i'm not even a thinker i'm a shotgun speaker so that's how i process things and that is not how she is and so in the in the realms of like that I, it's i the way that i communicate with her or the way she teaches me how to communicate with her is so different. Well, because she's becoming her own person, but it's so different than than what I'm used to. And so she'll just call me out. She'll be like, you're talking too much. Stop. Because she's a little kid. <laughs> you know, like, you got to be quiet, Dad, or, or any stuff like that. And, and, you know, very reminiscent of her mom, but in the in the sense of she's she needs time. She needs 
some time and, and I don't always want to give her that time. And it's harder for me to give her that time sometimes. Um, but that's what she is. That's what she needs. And um, so it's helping me, but it, it helps me and also my other relationships too. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if she needs that time, you know, most pop- people may need that time. And so she just, she helps me in that and, and understanding how to communicate better with her and, and with others and stuff like that and those challenges. Yeah. Uh, my, both kids are so unique in, in those aspects. And my daughter, um, I need to be much more soft-spoken and gentle. Um, kind of like you were saying, a tone of voice goes a long way of, you know, am I being overly critical because that just shuts her down. And then my son is just kind of like, you stop being a bonehead. And he's oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, and we move right along. So they're definitely very different. Mm. And everyone is, right? And yeah. so we can take that and, and apply it to other relationships. And, you know, for me, you know, what have I learned over time? I've become more patient. I don't consider myself mm-hmm. a very patient person still, but much more patient. And, you know, uh, it's interesting because of the, the span of age. You know, um, my youngest had done something one day. And, and 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 if it had been his older brother or his sister, his older sister, I probably would have uh, probably would have handled it not so well. Uh, but I handled it, I have to say, thanks be to Jesus, uh, really well. And later he came up back to me and said, hey, thank you so much for handling it like that. And, and I remember saying to him, you need to go thank your brother and sister because <laughs> they paved the way to learn how to, 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 to deal with that. Because one of the things I've learned um, relationally is the value of saying you're sorry. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and there's times where I've had to come to each of my children and say, I'm sorry. You know, I, I didn't handle that right, or I, what I said wasn't wasn't how I meant to say it, or maybe I did, and I, it shouldn't have been said that way, or whatever. And so, uh, over times of doing that, your, your goal is to not have to do that much. Yeah. And, and so, I've yes. grown a lot, and that that works in other relationships too, right? Of just wanting to relate to people in a way that honors them, honors God, um, honors the intent of what you desire in that relationship. And, and so I, I do appreciate those lessons I've learned. Some of them painfully learned, but still those lessons I've learned. Turning to something not so serious, here's an interesting, I, I sort of came across this question. Would you rather be the funniest or smarter? Would you rather be the funniest or smartest dad? Funniest. Hands down for me, funniest. I love me. I love being funny. I love joking with her. It's so fun. That's for me. But yeah, funny. <laughs> yeah. But that's a hard one sometimes. It is, it is a hard one. But I think and I think maybe I come from it because like Vanessa would, my wife would be the smartest parent, period. You know, and I'm the funny guy. Right. You know, so like, you know, even. So you the, have a couple thing happening there. Yeah. You know, so like. You don't my, have to be smart because she is. Right. And in my she mind. She doesn't have to be funny because you are. Right. And in my mind, there's certain jokes that just. Don't fly with Vanessa. She doesn't like any potty jokes. And me and so when me and Jordan get just me and her, we're flying potty jokes off the whim, you know, just (laughs) just, you know, fake tooting and all that. And it's so it's so fun. So I would, you know, I would I think I'd pick the fun. So I'm going to I'm going to I want to come at this a little different. I want to be Dennis Miller. If you know Dennis Miller as a comedian. Mm hmm. He is like the intelligent comedian. He is intelligent, funny. Yes. yes. So I want to be both. 
Well, that wasn't an option. <laughs> what was it? But I think the comedian who sort of is and say, if I could be like that, if I could be, I'm not. But if I could be like that, yeah. I'd like to have no, his intellect good. and his sense of humor. That's good. But um, but yeah, okay. Um, let, let me let me ask you this. You know, um, how would you like to be remembered as a dad? I just I would just want my kids to know that they're just they're so loved. Yeah. By me that. No matter what, and I, I've told them both that you know, be whatever you want, do whatever you want. What I really care about is that you love Jesus. Yeah, you know, and I'll be proud of you no matter what. You know, whether whatever job you choose to do. I had my Father's Day tea with Jordan today, and she wrote a little poem or a little excerpt of what my dad does all day. But the final thing was my favorite thing about my daddy is, and she put. My favorite thing that my dad does is his hugs and kisses for me. And I think that is just, man, for a four-year-old, you know, so it's thinking so far down the line for me. I'm thinking, you know, 20 years at this point down yeah. the line on – on, and at 20 years down the line, she's 24. She's still four years younger than I am right now, 20 <laughs> years down the line. And so – and with a new baby coming too, you know, there's – so I'm thinking super far of what how I want to be remembered, and I just want I I really just want them to know that they were loved. They really were, um, and I think loved to the point where I there's moments where like the only thing that got me out of certain places was the love I had for them, mm. you know, um, or the love that they gave to me. You know, yeah. that that's the thing about Jordan that I, I have so appreciative of is she's so in tune with my love language. And I don't know how she does it. It's a total God thing, but she just knows what I need when I need it. And that's just something that has carried me a long way. So I just need to know, like, they have – she has helped me so much in my life just as much as she may feel that I'm helping her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so that's something I want her to know. And so in the, those moments where she's like, my dad just sucks right now, you know, I just want her to know, like, she's helped me just as much as she may feel that I've helped her down the line. Yeah, I, I think for me, you know, it's same as what you guys are saying. I, I want them to remember me as someone who loved God, loved their mom, loved them, and loved others, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, modeled that. Um, and that's all I could really ask. If 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 that if that's sort of the legacy I could leave, um, I would feel like uh, like I've succeeded at least at mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Okay, so here here you go. Final words here. It's, uh, part episode two of the two part series. What 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 advice? What what words of wisdom? What encouragement would you give the dads out there? Dave, you want to start us out? I'd say, just be yourself. Uh, to a lot of great like degree, you don't you don't have to try to be super dad. You don't have to try to have all the knowledge. Um, you know they love you for who you are, and um, they'll see through it anyway. I think and so. <laughs> Just, you know, embrace who you are and have fun with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think as a product of someone who has faced the reality of that they had a father that chose not to want them, but then also have a dad that's chosen to want them, is I, I really think that the most important thing, or I'll just, the advice I give is to be present. I mean, there's so many, so many times in my life when I remember, you know, I think we've all been there, whether we've been in sports or concerts or moments like that, where all we want is to see our parents there. And, you know, we're scanning and scanning and, and 
that has just helped me so much. And I think in that moment of third grade to 12th grade, not having him there all the time, you know, there were moments where it was, ju- it was just my mom and my mom came to every, everything that I did. But, you know, there's moments where I was like, man, you know, and because of his limitations, he couldn't do that. But just his presence of being there, even to this day, I think that's my advice is like, seek to be present. Like you didn't, like there's, you don't get times to check out. And it could be, it could be like my dad who put in long, long, hard hours, but when he was home, he was home. Yeah. Be present when you're present, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a challenge for all of us, especially with our phone addiction and our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, put down the phone and be present with your kids. Uh, let, them, let them have that time with you. Yeah. And, and you know, here's the thing. E- even if you're like, well, they're doing their own thing in the room or whatever, eh, maybe, but they notice. They notice, they notice when notice. you're present. And I would also, I would throw out there to, to the dads out there, you know, today's the day. And so, you know, sometimes you listen to this stuff and you're like, man, I wish I had been a better dad or I wish I was being a better dad. Today's a new day. Mm-hmm. Uh, allow the Lord to use you today. It doesn't, yesterday's gone, man. Mm-hmm. And what you want to be tomorrow is just a dream, but today is an opportunity. And take advantage of, of that opportunity today. And if you're like, man, I don't have any kids and you're a part of a church, you have a ton of kids. Mm-hmm. We had child dedication not long ago last month, and and uh, you know as a church family we stand and make a commitment to those families that we're going to live in such a way that would point them to Jesus. Now, understand we won't be perfect, but we want to mm-hmm. point them to Jesus. And in a church community, how important it is for us dads to be there for one another, for us men to be there for one another, and for us to be an example to all the children, um, whether we're their biological dads or a spiritual dad mm-hmm. or just a man who's walking around the church that they're looking at, mm-hmm. making sure we're being that example. But no matter what you feel you have done, whatever you feel you would like to do, today is the day. Mm-hmm. And, and let the Lord uh, work in and through you today. And I'll go back to Proverbs 23, 24. The father of, a right, of the righteous will be greatly rejoiced, and the father of a wife's son will be glad in him. And that's not just about us, our hopes for our kids, but it's saying, Lord, help us be the type of men but would allow for them to have a model of how to do that. Mm. And our greatest model, of course, comes from God himself, who's there to give us strength, who's there to give us forgiveness, who's there to give us another chance mm. uh, in this day that he's given us. And so for all the dads out there, uh, this is sort of Aaron. Uh, if you're listening to it when it first came out, it's Aaron like the Friday before Father's Day. So let me say to you, happy Father's Day. Great to be a fellow dad with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, may God uh, use us to make a difference in the world around us through our children. Um, as always, uh, remember, check out crosswinds.church. Uh, that's where you'll find out all things about this podcast or, or crosswinds, crosswinds.church. And as always, for now, be blessed and bless others. Mm-hmm.